Hey friends, this is Pastor Brian Worth. Thanks for listening to my latest sermon. Get more of my teachings on YouTube at Chapel of Change TV and tune in every Sunday on the radio on 99.5 FM for fresh hope. Merry Christmas! Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing this morning? Good to see you at our 1015 uh, service. We are excited about what God is doing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's welcome those watching online. Come on, somebody. Thank you for those watching online. We broadcast our service every Sunday at 1015 as well as Thursdays. So if you're not in town, you could always uh, watch online. In fact, I want to send a special shout out to Brother Robert Castro, who's in the hospital right now. If he's, if you're watching online, God bless you. We're praying for you. Come on, let's make some noise for Brother Robert. And I don't know if Sister Molly's watching, but she's having a baby right now. So let's make some noise. She's having a baby right now. So hopefully she's not watching, but maybe she is. Who knows? God bless you. We're going to eventually turn in our Bibles to Matthew's chapter 2. Matthew's chapter 2 is going to be our focus. Uh, before I read this uh, passage of scripture, a couple of just special things I want to draw your attention to. We passed out uh, flyers. We should have passed out flyers this morning about next Sunday's Christmas Eve service during the day. Uh, we have actually services. We start on Saturday in the city of Whittier. And then all day on Sunday, we have multiple services, uh, and we wrap up at 4.30 with our uh, Christmas coffee house uh, service at 4.30 to, uh, next Sunday. But get a flyer, invite somebody. Man, we're seeing so many stories of people getting invited to church and the power of the Lord just gripping their heart. Last night, I was at our Whittier campus. We had a re-grand opening of our Whittier campus, and... One of our brothers, Ignacio, who goes to our Whittier campus, he also goes here to uh, his plumber. He had an issue with plumbing at his house, and he invited his plumber to church. And he was so happy last night to see his plumber walk through the doors of the church. And it happens to find out that his uh, plumber's family is from Guatemala, which is the nation we have adopted, and his parents own a home in Guatemala, so he's just a big old God thing. But even more exciting than that, the newcomer visitor, his name was, I believe, Jesse, he tells me that he invited his cousin to church. And he was surprised that his cousin said yes, and they both came to church with a Bible in their hand, and his cousin for the very first time. And we asked him, now, are you sure it was the first time in church? He wanted to confirm. And he said, yes. But so many stories of God using you to invite people to the house of the Lord and then the power of God gripping their hearts. So take a flyer, invite somebody. I also want to call your attention to we are, gonna, we are starting to pass out bulletins again as you walk through the door. Anybody got a bulletin? Raise it up in your, in your hand. Anybody got a bulletin? Make sure before you, as you walk into the door, the, the host team, ushers and greeters, will be passing out bulletins. And this serves as several purposes. So I'm going to remind you guys of this, but I want us to get in the culture uh, of this. I want, I want you to know what this is about. Very important for you to know what this is about. So um, in the middle is a space for you to take sermon notes. We really, as we go into 2024, want to expand the power of your retention. The power of your retention. And studies show that if you just hear something, you forget something. Are you following along? If you just hear it, you'll forget it. That's why so many husbands get in trouble. Well, some of y'all get that later. Because all we do is hear, and it goes in one ear and out the other. But studies show that the moment you write something down, it increases your retention. I forgot the exact, exact percentage, but it's like 80-something percent. The moment you write something down. So I want to encourage you. We really believe that through God's word in conjunction with the spirit of the Lord... 
God speaks to us every time we come together on a Sunday. Anybody believe that? God speaks to us. And do not rely on your memory. Do not rely on your memory. Memory can be uh, untrustworthy. So start to write down things that God is teaching you through the sermon and through uh, the message. And let me just, on a personal uh, note, this is just personal, so I'm going to just vent a little bit. We spend hours preparing the Word of God so you could understand the Word of God. Hours, late at night, early in the morning, right? If I show you my notepad to get what I finally get right here, it goes through many different drafts, prayer and, and thinking and asking God and searching the scriptures. And so do me a favor, like I don't want to spend that much time and you just forget what we're talking about. Write it down. Write something down so that more importantly, you learn to walk in the Word of God. You live the Word of God. You apply the Word of God. That's where the power is at. Is at. Someone say amen. So, so it's an area to take notes, but also there's a, a section here that has all the announcements for this next quarter. So instead of us coming up here saying it every Sunday, this is happening, this is happening, we have it written down for you so you could know what's going on, at least the major things. Someone say amen to that. And then here's what I like about this too. We have, we want to elevate our connection to first-time guests. Like, we want to follow up and make sure you're being prayed for, make sure you're being supported. So first-time guests, they could fill out this section right here. They rip it off, and they put it in the tithe and offering basket uh, so that we could stay in contact with you. We could send you a letter. Uh, we could connect with you and make sure we're praying for you. We want to stay connected. Someone say amen to that. So you fill this out, you rip it off, and you put it in the offering basket. But also, if you have a prayer request, you could do the same thing. You don't have to be a first-time guest. If you have a prayer request, you write it down, rip it off, put it in the offering basket. If you want to uh, join our membership seminar, you can circle that. If you want to get water baptized, you could circle that. So make sure you take advantage of this bulletin. It's going to be passed out every Sunday. And then lastly... Uh, for those that are part of Chapel of Change, we have our Christ birthday offering. Every Christmas, this is our tradition, we give a sacrificial offering over and beyond our tithes and offerings unto the Lord. And we do this for several reasons. Primarily, though, it's to keep Jesus at the center of our giving. Do not give to everybody, but not Jesus. And don't let me remind you like I remind my kids. It's not your birthday. It's Jesus. But then also it helps our church to end the year and start the year financially strong. So if you're part of Chapel of Change, we want to invest in the work of the Lord. Amen. We have a global mandate. Like our church is not just a normal church. We're not here just to uh, sing a couple songs and 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 clap and, and go home. No, we're here to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I've been telling the church this, listen, uh, if you join our church, make sure you put in for your passport. In fact, in every membership seminar, we need to be uh, handing out passport applications because you're going to go to the nations and we're going to impact the world together in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone shout amen to that. In fact, next year, uh, as you've seen in the picture, though, we just came back from El Salvador. Just came back from El Salvador. And i got to confess something to y'all. Uh, our, our beloved Pastor Benny, who went home to be with the Lord, he, he was uh, Pastor Sandy's husband. I, uh, I'll never forget, he would come up to me often, and I could still hear his deep voice. He would come up to me and say, Pastor Brian, you know Pastor Sandy goes to El Salvador. And we need to come alongside and, and help her. And, and he would tell me, Pastor Brian, you need to go to El Salvador. You need to go. And I got to admit, I would tell him, I am not going to El Salvador. I would tell him that. But I have to repent. I went to El Salvador. And boy, I'm telling you, Pastor Sandy is doing something amazing in that nation. And more importantly, the power of God was with us. We got to minister to hundreds 
of people that don't know the Lord, got to bless in conjunction with uh, Cornerstone of Hope, got to bless uh, hundreds of kids with toys. Uh, you should just see the uh, their eyes light up. So um, in the next couple, in the next year, we are praying, praying. We're going we're gonna to go to Guatemala. We're going to go to El Salvador. Uh, we're going to go to London, England. I think we're going to go to uh, India and even back to the Philippines. So keep that in prayer. Why am I telling you this? Is because you're part of a church that is impacting the world with the gospel. From this place, the gospel is ringing out loud. Someone shout amen to that. All right, let's turn to Matthew's chapter 2. Matthew's chapter 2. Um, I want us to think this morning about the wise men and how the wise men came to Jesus. And I want us to pull from this story uh, biblical truths that are going to transform us. Matthew chapter 2. Uh, verses 1, when everybody's there, say amen. And then I'm going to pray for some people. Maybe you need prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. Uh, and then we're going to give our tithes and offerings unto the Lord. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1. Hear the word of the Lord. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king. If you have your Bible, underline that phrase, the days of Herod the king. Very important. Remember, I've taught the church that no, no word in the Bible is wasted. Every word in the Bible is there for a purpose, and it's, there's, there's a purpose for every phrase in the Bible. And I want you to notice that this event, the birth of Jesus, starts off by identifying that it happened during the days of Herod. Underline that in your Bible. It's very important. Why does the Bible, why does God go out his way to specifically identify the type of days that were going on at the birth of Jesus? What does that mean? What's the implication? Well, first of all, you got to remember that Herod was an evil king. He was an evil king. In fact, Herod was part of a family dynasty that I believe was possessed with Satan and was bent on killing off the church of Jesus Christ. When you study the Herodian dynasty, you'll learn that, remember, Herod is the one who killed all the firstborn sons of, of Israel. Anybody remember that? But then his son was responsible, I believe, for killing John the Baptist. And then his grandson was responsible for killing James the Apostle. And then his great-grandson was responsible for persecuting or being in front of Apostle Paul when Paul went through court or went through kind of the judicial system of his time. If there was ever a family that was possessed with Satan to attack the kingdom of God, it was the Herodian family. So these were not good days. These were evil days. These were depressed days. These were, were, were messed up days. And so God goes out of his way in the Bible to teach us that the birth of Jesus was surrounded by opposition. It was surrounded by chaos. It was surrounded by evil. It was surrounded by bad. And so when I, when I, when I meditate upon try to say like okay what, what how does that benefit my life like how does that strengthen my faith here it is this is what I what I get is that it seems it seems my brothers and sisters that God seems to delight in doing his greatest work when the opposition is in the greatest form it just seems when, when, I, when I look at this particular event that, and I, and I kind of study the, the, the methods of God throughout the Bible, it seems that God delights to do his greatest work when, when the opposition is at its greatest. This should encourage us. This should encourage us because I, you know as well as I know, there's some days that feel like we're never going to survive it. 
There's some days that seasons in our life that it feels that we're not going to come out of it. There's some seasons in our life that are heavy and that we get bombarded on the left and we get bombarded on the right and it feels like we're never going to come above water. Take courage because Jesus was born on the days of Herod and yet he survived. Jesus was born in the days of Herod and yet, and yet he survived. He overcame. And if Jesus overcame the days of Herod, you will overcome the days that you're going through right now. You will overcome the season that you're, by the way, it's days. It's not eternity. It's days, which means it's a season. Nothing in this physical world lasts uh, for eternity per se. It is just a season. And if you just hold on to the unchanging hand of God, every storm will pass. Is anybody following along? Jesus was born in the days of Herod. Take courage. Your days will pass. When Jesus survived those days, you will survive your days. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The same Jesus that was born on this first Christmas morning is the same Jesus that resides inside of you. We are a million times stronger on the inside. So hear, hear the word of the Lord. So now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, look at this next word, behold. Someone say behold. Circle that word if you have your Bible. Write it down in your notes, that word behold. Uh, God did not have to put that word in there. He didn't have to put that word in there, but he chose to put that word in there. That word right there is a powerful word that you need to understand what it means. This word uh, means to, it's, it's a word of wonder. It's a word of wonder, meaning God wants you to wonder over what's about to take place. Like he wants you to gaze at what's about to take place. Like he doesn't want you to just speed through what's about to happen. He wants you to perceive what's going to happen. He wants you to pause. He wants you to reflect upon what's going to happen. That word behold is a word of wonder. And I, and I think if the devil can't stop you from reading your Bible, the next thing he tries to do is get you to rush through your Bible. Anybody catch that? If the devil can't stop you from reading your Bible, the next thing he tries to do is to get you to rush through your Bible. That's why the Bible in different places has that word behold. Behold. Or in Psalms, you'll see a word called Shelah, right? Uh, what does that mean? It means pause and reflect upon what God's. Don't rush through what God is saying because if you rush through what God is saying, you'll miss what He's doing. He says, behold, I want you to, I want you to wonder, W-O-N-D-R. I want you to be in wonder about what's going to happen. I want you to stop wandering. Stop wandering and begin to wonder. Behold. Someone say, behold. He says, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. And have come to worship him. Look at verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. Pause. Notice what takes place. Behold this. We just, we, we, what you're looking at is spiritual warfare right there. What you're looking at, what you, what you just read, is spiritual warfare. Notice what happens. The wise men come seeking Jesus. Where, where, where is Jesus? Where, where is Jesus? Uh, by, by the way, I just want to remind you, uh, this question, where is Jesus, is the first question of the New Testament. It is the first question of the New Testament. Where is Jesus? And, it's, and it's, it's a question that everybody must wrestle with before this new year starts. Where is Jesus in relation to your family? Where is Jesus in relation to your heart? Where is Jesus in relation to your mind? It is a question that if you're going to start this new year off strong, if you're going to refuse to crawl into this new year, if you're going to bust this new year wide open, you're going to have to wrestle with this question right now. Where is Jesus. 
Where is he in relation to your family? Where is he in relation to your finances? Where, where is he in relation to your mind? Where is he in relation to your relationships? Where is Jesus in relation to your relationships? Listen, I want to encourage somebody. I want to give you power or I want to give you approval right now to cut off unhealthy relationships before the year is over. Right now, I'll give you, I, I release you right now. I'll give you permission. Now listen, be nice, be loving, do not be rude. You got to evaluate your relationships. Some of y'all have not drawn, drawn closer to God because there's somebody pulling you down. Where is Jesus in relation to your relationship? Are, is, is Jesus at the center of your life or is he on a list? Is he at the center of your family or is he on a list? Is he on a to-do list? If Listen, those that put Jesus on a list will not conquer 2024. Those that just put Jesus on a list, okay, this is what it means, okay. I put Jesus on the list. Jesus first, uh, family second, uh, third maybe is, is career, fourth is church. Listen, I, I want to I I give you permission to crumble up the list because this is what our flesh tends to do. It sounds good in theory, but this is what our flesh tends to do. Okay, I did Jesus, so let me check him off and let me go to my home. Then I did my home, let me check that off, let me go to my career. And our flesh compartmentalizes the complexities of life. I, I, I did Jesus, I prayed, let me check them off. I, I prayed in the morning, so I check them off throughout the day. Because I already did Jesus, I already went to church, I already, you know, I already gave. So let me check them off and do my own thing right here. Are you following along? The the. Best practice I want to encourage you to do is don't put Jesus on a list. Put Jesus at the center of everything you do. Put Jesus at the center of your family, at the center of your career, at the center of your relationship, at the center of your mind, at the center of your marriage. Put Jesus at the center. Don't just put him on a list. Put him at the center of everything you do, and you won't leave him out. Everybody's going to have to wrestle with that question between now and January 1st. Where is Jesus in your life? So they asked that question, where is Jesus? And they said, we want to worship him. And notice the response. The Bible says that King Herod got, he was troubled. He was troubled. The Bible says King Herod was troubled, and it doesn't end there. There's multiple layers of this trouble. It says not just King Herod was troubled, but the Bible says, what does it say? It says all of Jerusalem was troubled with him. Are you following along? This word trouble is very fascinating. It means agitated. It means agitated. It means boiling, boiling. So get this. Why, why are they agitated? Why are they agitated? Why is why is Herod agitated? Why is all of Jerusalem agitated? Why are they agitated? Here it is. is because someone is pursuing Jesus. Someone wants to worship Jesus. Someone wants more of Jesus. And the response is, it is agitating other people in their life. Is anybody following along? Are you seeing what's happening here? Your desire to draw closer to God will agitate people. Your desire to worship God more will agitate people. Your desire to have more of God in your life will cause other people to boil. And I don't say this so that you could be rude to the people in your life. Now, I'm not saying it. I'm saying it so you could be aware that spiritual pressing in causes opposition in all different facets. That's why Jesus says you are to press into the kingdom of God. Why does he say you got to press it? He said the, 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 the violent take it by force. We are to press into the kingdom of God. Why is that? Because there's opposition to going to the next level. Anytime you desire to go to the next level, it's going to cause somebody to boil over. It's going to cause someone to be agitated. It may even cause your own flesh to be agitated. Anybody follow along? Understand, spiritual warfare going on. The powers, the principalities of the air do not want you to press into the kingdom of God. 
And I, again, I don't say this for you to be rude to people. I don't say this for you to be like spiritually gangster to anyone, but to be aware so you can navigate through the relationships in your life. Be aware that, that your spiritual quest may agitate your mom. It may agitate your aunt. It may agitate your kids. Why are you going to church so much? Got to be aware. We're going to the next level. We want to experience spiritual growth. And he says when Go back to the scripture. It says, when, 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 when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Look at verse 5. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. How many have experienced that Jesus is a good shepherd? How many know that Jesus is the good shepherd of our soul? What's fascinating about this is that those religious leaders knew where Jesus was, but they were not seeking him. What, what's fascinating was that these religious leaders knew the scripture, but they didn't know God. It's possible to have a scripture memorized, but not know the author of the scripture. That's an example right there. They knew what the scripture said, but they were not seeking him. Look at verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I might come and worship him. Go search carefully. Look at verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child uh, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Notice how they respond. Notice how they respond. When they had found the child, what do they do? They fall down and they worship him. Our response to God should always be a form of worship. They fall down and worship him. And notice what they do. And when they had opened up their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Listen, they knew how to approach a king. They knew that every time you come before a king, you do not come empty-handed. They knew that they were to sacrifice unto the king. So what do they do? They opened their treasures and they presented gifts to Jesus, gold, frankincense and myrrh and another time we'll break down what those implications are but what I want you to notice that these wise men did not come to God empty-handed they came with a sacrifice they came with their hearts they came pouring out of their lives God we want to pour our hearts we want to worship you and here's the here's the last verse then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from their own country another way. Someone say another way. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Uh, as we reflect upon this passage of scripture this morning, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that you are part of a church that is going to be seeking the Lord even more so. You are part of a church that the Lord has laid upon our hearts that we want to draw closer to God. We want to draw closer to God. You're part of a gathering, a community of faith that the Lord has put upon our hearts that we do not want to stay the same. We don't want to stay the same. 
but we want to draw closer to God. We want to, as best as we can, forsake the things of the world, and we want to give all our heart to God. I want to let you know, because some of y'all are exploring what's Chapel of Change about. This is what God has put it upon our heart. That we want to end this year strong in the spirit. But if the Lord tarries, if you don't come back in the next couple of months, we want to bust 2024 wide open. You're part of a church that does not want to crawl into 2024. You're part of a church that wants to put Jesus at the center. That wants to contend for more of God. Contend for more of the presence of God. Contend for more of the miracles of God. We want to we want to position our life to experience more uh, of, of the presence of God. And there's a promise in the Bible in James. It says if you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. If you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. That, that as we seek God, as we purposely put our efforts and our will and our minds, moving it closer to God, there's a promise. He says, if you do that, I'll draw closer to you. My power will be unleashed in your life. My presence will be unleashed in your life. And listen, I want you to know that you're part of a church that, that is, we're thinking these thoughts. <laughs> We're thinking these thoughts, like we want to go deeper with the Lord. We want to go to the next level individually, uh, even as uh, even as the leader, as the pastor. I want to let you know I'm thinking these thoughts, like like I, I've been serving the Lord for 30 years now, but I, I'm not satisfied. I want more of God. I want more of God. I want more of God. I want to experience more of the power of God. Listen, I've by by the grace of God, I've seen various forms of miracles in my life. Various forms of miracles. Um, but I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see more. And we're going we're gonna to lead the church in seeking the Lord in the month of January. We're going to call it our seek month. And we're going to challenge you. And everybody's at a different place. So we don't compare one another to each other, okay? We don't compare one another to each other. That's unwise, the Bible says. But wherever you're at, more importantly, wherever Jesus is at in relation to your life, we're encouraging move Jesus to the center. Move Jesus to the center. And, and, and in, in the month of January, we're going to give you opportunities to seek the Lord more. To seek the Lord more. You know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 2, if you then be raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Someone say above. It says if you are raised with Christ, if you're born again, if you experience the power of God, the salvation of God, listen, get your mind off of the things below. Get your, get your discussion off of the things below. Start talking about what God is doing. If you find yourself talking all about what's happening at your work or, or what's happening even on the news, be careful. Be careful to not, to not get caught up in the news because the days are going to get more eviler and eviler. But I'm praying we get more powerful and more powerful as the people of God because we're going to seek the things that are above. We're going to seek the things that are above. Someone say above. And this doesn't happen automatically. This doesn't happen automatically. There is no neutral in this world. There's no neutral in this world. We all live on a spiritual hill, and either you're going down or you're going up. There's no neutral. There's no neutral. You're either going down or you're going up. And, and, and if, you, if you choose to live in neutral, which there is not no neutral, guess what? You're going to be backsliding. So that's why the Bible says we are to set. We are to set our minds on things above. Seek those things that are above. This is, this is not going to come easy. Um, some egos are going to have to be slain. Your ego is not your amigo. Some egos are going to have to be slain. It's not going to come easy. Because as you seek God, as you seek God, he begins to speak to you about things in your life that need to be done away with. The more you draw closer to God, the more the Holy Spirit reveals to you things in your life that are going to that gonna have to go away. And some things are not necessarily sinful. They're just distractions. Are you following along? Some things are not just necessarily, they're not necessarily sinful. They're distractions. You cannot take them where God wants you to go. You cannot take certain things, no matter 
how good they are to where God wants you to go. And so you got to slay the ego. The, 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 you got to allow the Holy Spirit to slay the ego. Remember, your ego is not your amigo. It's going to hold you down. So it doesn't come easy. Seeking Jesus involves effort, energy, and striving. No one stumbles into a powerful lifestyle. You're going to have to pay a price. No one stumbles into a powerful lifestyle. No one stumbles into a healing ministry. No one stumbles into a, a deliverance ministry. No one stumbles into success in this world. You're going to have to pay a price. You want to go to the next level, you got to pay the price. You want to experience a new level of God's power in your life, you're going to have to pay the price. And we're going to give options um, during Seek Month. Some of, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to convert our Thursday night service into prayer and worship. Prayer and worship. We're going to convert it into prayer and worship. We're going to lead the church into prayer and worship. We're going to have uh, a couple nights of prayer where we're going to pray from 10 p.m. to 12 uh, a.m. Is anybody with us the last time we had prayer night? Wasn't it powerful? Wasn't it powerful? It was so powerful that the, uh, I hope he ain't here. He's probably not here. I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, uh, it was so powerful that the devil sent a monitor up in here to check out what we were doing. Anybody remember that? See, when you start to serve the Lord and you start to elevate, people are going to get agitated. And the enemy is going to want to know what you're doing. Hey, what, what are they doing over there? Did I share with you guys this already, the 1015? I don't know. I'm going to tell you again. At the prayer night, the spiritual principle of this area, because you know there's spiritual principles of areas geographically, right? I don't know if it was the main geographical spiritual area, uh, uh, principality of this area, but it was one of them. On that night, he texted me. I can, I can tell you no lie. I can tell you no lie. Y'all were here. You've seen it. A guy that was filled with, with the devil. Remember he was standing right here? He was filled with the devil. He was manifesting. Remember? Anybody remember that? Say amen so that everybody don't think I'm lying. He was talking to me. I was asking him questions. And then out of nowhere, he hands me the phone. Anybody remember that? And I looked at the phone, and it said, I controlled the spirits around here. For a second, I thought it was that guy. But that guy was already talking to me. He didn't need to have me the phone to communicate to me. I'm going to tell you right now. It was the evil spirit that is running around here that was intimidated by our prayers that was trying to intimidate us. The devil is watching. That's why you don't have time to play church. That's why you can't play church. You need power. We need to seek God for his presence and his power. So when the devil sends you a text, you don't run out the back door. We need power. We need more of God's power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be clothed with power. I'm praying that God puts on new clothes, puts us new clothes in 2024. I'm praying that God gives us a fresh mantle of his power in 2024. I'm praying that you that are struggling with a particular sin break free in 2024 by the power of God. We need power. Someone shout power. We need power. Straight devil, straight text me. <laughs> right here at the altar, I had the nerve. I had the nerve to come to the altar. We need power. And let me tell you something, I, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. That's why we need supernatural faith. Right? That's why we got to be like these wise men. Don't be intimidated by Herod. Don't be intimidated by the people around us that are agitated. No, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to seek God. We're going to seek Jesus. Not going to be intimidated. Not going to be intimidated. Not going to be intimidated. Someone say, I'm not going to be intimidated. Not going to be intimidated. I want to press through and be like these wise men. Herod is not. Remember Herod? He was the one that uh, actually it was his son. That sent message to Jesus and said, 
You better get out of here because Herod's going to kill you. Anybody remember that in Luke? Try to intimidate Jesus. The enemy always tries to intimidate God's people. That's why you need power. I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying for y'all. So God gives you fresh power to rise to a new level. In fact, our, our theme for 2024, you need to know this, it's supernatural growth. That's our theme, supernatural growth. And we want to grow. We want to grow. There's going to be six areas that we're going to tackle in 2024. Six areas that we're going to tackle that we're going to pray through because we need supernatural growth in these six areas. If you get, if you get these six areas, you're going, you're going to be somebody in the kingdom of God. One, we want to supernatural grow, grow spiritually. We want to grow in seeking the Lord, grow in prayer, grow in fasting, grow in our devotion, grow in our holiness. Someone say holiness. Uh, just in case you don't know, we're a holiness church. We believe in living holy unto the Lord. We believe in saying no to sin and yes to Jesus. You need to understand that. We, 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 we are a holiness church. We, we believe that God says be holy for I am holy. So we're going to grow spiritually. We're going to grow relationally. Some of y'all got to just be nicer. Can we talk like family? <laughs> just be nice. And I'm saying this also to those that are on social media. So much rudeness by Christians on social media. So much rudeness. And I'm not saying this to y'all. I'm saying to those that are watching. I'm seeing it. This evil day is bringing out evilness in Christians. Just being rude. And, and what I don't like is people hiding behind their so-called gift as a Christian. Oh, I'm a prophet. Therefore, people are not going to like me. No, people don't like you because you're rude. People don't like you because you have not developed social skills. People don't like you because you forgot that Jesus grew in favor with God and man. And man. And man. I, man, y'all you, you, don't understand. Sometimes I feel like typing stuff also and I hold back. Because, no, you have not grown in the fruit of the Spirit. Because you grow in love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I'll tell you right now, people are going to be attracted to you. Who doesn't want to be around somebody that's filled with the joy of the Lord? Who doesn't want to be around somebody who's patient, who's kind? So many people, so many Christians in our now. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about those watching online. It may be a couple of y'all. I don't know. I can't see everybody. <laughs> Use the, uh, their gift as an excuse to sin. Wonder why there's not power in their life. Wonder why they're not experiencing more of the power of God. So we're going to grow relationally. We're going to get some of y'all to be nicer. And when, I, when we say relationally too, I, more so I mean being an ambassador for Christ. Learning how to represent Jesus wherever you're at. Whether it's at your job. Uh, whether it's at the grocery store. You're an ambassador. Everybody who names the name of Jesus is an ambassador. You represent Jesus Christ. You are salt and you are light to this world. You got to learn how to interact with unbelievers. Got to learn how to interact with unsaved people. And so we're going to grow spiritually. We're going to grow uh, socially. We're going we're gonna to grow emotionally. It's the third area. My wife is going to help us with that. Can we talk like family? It's, it's maybe, maybe because of my, you know, I went through an intensified training ground. Like, I've been, I've been, remember I started serving the Lord when I was 18 years old. And I did 16 years in prison. And all that time I served the Lord. But the Lord told me. The Lord told me. <laughs> he told me at the beginning. He warned me. He said, Brian. I'm about to take you through an intensified training course. So I knew ahead of time. And, and maybe it's because of my training. Like I've, 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 been, I've been around just crazy people. 
been around crazy people. I've been isolated for months by myself, just me and the Lord. I had to learn how to not mentally blow up. I've had weight. I've had weight upon my life, and only by the grace of God I was able to carry it. I've had crushing weight upon my life, only by the grace of God that I've learned how to carry it. But the reason why I said that is because I'm so alarmed by how many Christians are not growing emotionally. I'm so alarmed at so many Christians that melt down over the slightest thing, melt down over pressure. Melt down over uh, someone not hugging them. Melt down over someone not saying good morning to them. Melt down. I'm, I'm so, so shocked at how easily the devil can melt us down. I'm going to tell you one of the root causes because we have not grown emotionally. And I understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm very empathetic. Many of us, and I'm, I'm, I understand um, some of us have been hurt deeply in life. Get me? I understand. Some of us have hurt deeply. That's why we never compare each other's like testimonies. Say, I'm better than you. You're better. Because you never knew where an individual started. You never knew what or where an individual started. But, but it's time that we grow emotionally. It's time that we grow in our emotions. I'm telling you, if you grow in emotion, you're going to be a better spouse. You're going to be a better son. You're going to be a better worker. You're going to show up to work on time. You're going to be able to handle that pressure when your job, when your boss goes to correct you and say, well, you're not living up to the, You're not going to start crying and then run out the room. No. Okay, how can I get better? So we're going to grow emotionally. We're going to grow we're going to grow. Here, here it is, too. Some of y'all ain't going to like this. I'm going to tell you this. We're going we're gonna to grow physically. Physically. You know, Luke 2.52, it says Jesus grew in favor with God and man, but he also grew in stature. So we're going to figure out ways to challenge you to grow physically. The reason is not so that you could be buff. I gave up that a long time ago. <laughs> I gave up trying to be buff a long time ago. Uh, but the reason why we're going to figure out a way to inspire you to grow physically, I'm going to tell you why. Because your body is your permission to live on this earth. Your body gives you permission. To be on this, your body is your earth suit. By the way, the body is not the real you. Your real you is your spirit man. But your body is your earth suit. It gives you permission to live on this earth. Once this body is done, guess what? Bye-bye. And we, out of ignorance, can hurt our bodies. So we want you to live a long time. Why? Not so much you could just live a long time, so you could fulfill God's purpose for your life. This body can disqualify you. And it's not just, you know, when we talk about bodies disqualifying you, a lot of times we just surround, surround it around lust and, and stuff like that. And that's a major thing. But it's not just about lust. It's about just your attitude. Right? Moods. So we're going to figure out a way to challenge you to grow physically. So are you are all keeping track of the areas that we're going to attack, attack? Spiritual, social, physical, emotional. Number five is we're going to, we're going to of course, we're going to, uh, we're going to grow in our purpose. Number five is purpose. Everybody here has a purpose from God. You have a purpose from God. There's a reason why, there's a reason why you're born. And let me tell you this. There's a reason why you're still alive. There's a reason why you're born. There's a reason why you're still alive. What is that purpose? For y'all young people, here's my encouragement. Get to the altar of God. As soon as you can, figure out what, what is your purpose. Don't spend your life wandering around. W-A-N-D-E-R, wandering around. Don't waste your time. Figure it out. And you may not know it all at once because God doesn't give it to you all at once. And don't wait Till you know it to start to follow after Jesus or serve God. No, you get to, you discover it as you serve God. So you may have to start off as an usher. You're not, you got to be like Stephan. 
Stefan had to start off by cleaning tables. We didn't know, I didn't know he was going to be a major evangelist, but God knew. He didn't wait to be in a, he didn't, okay, I'm not going to serve tables until I can preach to everybody. No, he started serving tables, and in serving tables, he discovered that he was this evangelist. He began to preach everybody. So we're going to grow in our, our purpose. Here's the last one, and I'm going to close. The Lord's put this upon my heart more and more. And I've, I've never really come out with this until now. And I want you to know that I'm coming out with this uh, with confidence and boldness in the Lord. But we're going to grow financially. We're going to grow financially. Some of y'all should have clapped to that. I guess y'all doing all right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The Christ's birthday offering going to be good. Amen. But the reason why the Lord put that upon my heart, a couple reasons why. Number one is none of us really been taught how to handle finances in a kingdom way. And so we're going to learn in different spaces of this year or coming year how to learn how to be proper stewards of the kingdom of God. Everybody follow along? Proper stewards. And I really believe that not everybody is called to what we call vocational ministry. Not everybody's going to give up your career and be a, a preacher full time. Not everybody's called to do that. But you are called to be a missionary at your work. You're called, you are called to be a missionary in your career. And so we're going to help people discover what is your career? What does God want you to do in life? It's going to be very important because you're going to spend a lot of time there. So you might as well know what God has called you to do there. So we're going to figure out ways to grow us and to educate us spiritually on these areas. And I pray, my prayer is that you come along with us. My prayer is that you grow spiritually. Supernatural growth is our prayer. My prayer is that we be like the wise men. Don't get intimidated by Herod. But we press on and worship Jesus. Someone shout amen. Let's close, uh, bow our heads for a moment in the name of Jesus. As the worship team comes back up. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want to call up Pastor Laura up to the front and Pastor Raymond come up to the, to the, to the stage. Hallelujah, Lord, in the name of Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to think about what God has said this morning. What was God trying to get across to you? As the worship team kind of just plays lightly in the background, I want us to pray. And I'm going to ask Pastor Laura to pray. And then after we pray, we'll hand it over to Pastor Raymond. But maybe there's someone here that's wrestling with discouragement. Maybe it's even borderline depression. It don't have to be depression, but... It could be discouragement slash borderline depression. We want to break that off of somebody's life this morning. We want to pray for greater levels of God's grace this morning. Greater levels of God's grace this morning. Greater levels of God's joy this morning. I want to ask everybody just to bow our heads and our hearts. And I, if you know how to pray, just pray silently where you're at. Just pray, pray silently where you're at. But if you need prayer... For more levels of joy in your life. For particularly this season. This season that we're in. And you need God to break off that, that discouragement. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Because we're about to pray for you. We're about to pray for you. We're about to break that off in the name of Jesus. We're about to break that off in the name of Jesus. Stand up on your feet. We're about to break that off in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to ask Pastor Laura. I want us to just break that off of their life. And then I want us to release uh, 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 a fresh joy into their life fresh peace into their life and uh, for those that are still sitting down just pray pray I want you to get in the habit of praying as we come together you just silently where you're at uh, just call upon the name of the Lord Father in Jesus name help us this morning just call upon the help of God if, if you remain seated this morning but for those who are standing up uh, lift up your hands unto the Lord because Pastor Laura is about to pray uh, for you and we're about to break this off in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah Father, we thank you that you are a good, good Father. And I release your word over each person that is standing before you today. 
You said that you make all things beautiful in your time. And we thank you, God, that you said you bring beauty out of ashes, that you bring the oil of joy from the morning. God, that you give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And we come against the spirit of heaviness that has come upon your people. God, we ask that by the power of your spirit, you would break the chain of depression and despair and discouragement. We command every spirit attached to those chains of bondage that have weighed your people down to leave them now in the name of Jesus. We come against that spirit of despair and we command you to leave God's people now in the name of Jesus. And God, we ask that your joy would come upon your people and fill them freshly, oh God. That you would give them a portion of your joy. God, we ask that you would fill them up and that the joy of the Lord would be their strength once again. We ask, God, that you would fill them with a peace that surpasses all understanding. That they would walk in your peace. That they would no longer be uh, in bondage to fear or intimidation. But that they would receive your peace for their life peace in their heart, peace in their mind. We ask God that you would do a new work inside of them, that you would give them hope once again, that hope would come alive inside of them, that it would bubble over and spill into their life, into their relationships, into their home. We ask God that you would give them hope once again. And we thank you, God, that you promise good things. You said, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you joy, to give you peace, to give you purpose, to give you life and life more abundantly. And so we release that over you today in the name of Jesus. And we declare a new year, 2024, supernatural growth in all six areas of your life. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, purposefully in the name of Jesus. And we thank the Lord God Almighty for doing this work in you and through you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. We're going to give back to the Lord at this moment and just as a form of gratitude for what he has done in our life, even by faith as we wait to see more of God's word. Amen. Pastor Rainey. Amen. Let's give it up for the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord. That was a powerful message by Pastor Brian. How many of you guys are excited to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord? As we prepare our, our tithes and offerings, we're going to be transitioning. I have a scripture out of Matthew 2.11. It says, On the coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they gave their treasures and presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. As we prepare for our offering, one of the ways the wise men sought the Lord was through their treasure, was through their finances, was, to, was, was with something that they valued and they wanted to give. Uh, the gold represented kingship. The, the, by them releasing the gold to Jesus, they were saying, we recognize you as our king. Also, the frankincense was a form of a worship. So not only did they, they recognize him as a king, but, but they also uh, worshiped the king. And, all, and, and the myrrh was, was, was spoke of burial. The, the myrrh was like in the, the assignment that he came to be our king as we worship you. We know that there's going to be a death. And, and myrrh was, was like a preservative for the body. So, so the, in this one moment, they, they released to God these treasures. As we prepare for our tithes and offerings, let us just uh, be able just to participate in what they did back then here today. 
And as the ushers come forward, I have a few announcements. I have a few announcements. We have ways to give here at Chapel of Change, which is on the screen behind me. Also, if you want to give by debit card, somebody will facilitate that after the service with you. If you want to give by debit card, also we have Scan to Give. If you would like to give that way with your phone, uh, scan the QR code, you can give that way as well. I just want to thank everyone for their participation and, and their giving because... Without you guys, we can't be able just to do what we're doing here at Chapel of Change. So I want to just thank you for your sacrifices. Uh, like we've been saying, today is an opportunity to worship the Lord with our giving because it's a Christ's birthday offering. Christ's birthday offering. Also, uh, at our 1230 service, we're going to have our special kids Christmas performance. So if you, amen, let's give it up to our kids. They're actually, you know, they're singing songs, but they're leading us in worship. So th this is a powerful training for our kids. How many know we don't just babysit our kids? We preach the word of God and we, 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 we allow them and we model the, 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 the worshiping and, and the serving unto God. So come out, even if you're here to, right now, if you want to support that, well, you know, physically by sitting here and cheering the kids on, stay for the second service and be a part of that as well. Also, for those who are partnering with our angel tree, we're going to be distributing the gifts after the 1230 service in the fellowship hall. After, after our 1230 service in the fellowship hall, if you bought a gift for the kids and you want to present them, they would be in our fellowship hall. We're going to have uh, just a time of just loving on them at that moment. And lastly, uh, we just want to remind you, next Sunday is our Christmas services. Our Christmas services. It's going to be regular times, but we're going to be celebrating Christmas Eve here at Chapel of Change at Paramount Campus, uh, regular time services, so come out and be a part of that, and we also have our special Coffee House Christmas, Coffee House Christmas at our Carson Campus, give it up for the young adults, Pastor Brian and, Pastor, and uh, Director of the Young Adults, Josh, will be tag team preaching, so come out, uh, it says coffee, so if you're a little tired, just know that they're going to probably have some good coffee over there. So, you know, and the Holy Spirit, amen, the Holy Spirit. So come out and be a part of that. Um, what do I miss anything? Oh, also uh, here at Chapel of Change, we want to go in strong into 2024. So are there any men in the house? Are there any men in the house? Here are the men. Okay, men. We, we have an information table at the back. Give your information. Come see what God is going to do with the men here at Chapel of Change and uh, Paramount uh, moving forward in the 2024. So men, please give your information in the back so that we can give you information. We can plug you in and just with our men's events, our Bible studies, and just kind of iron sharpens iron. So this year is big for the men here at Chapel of Change. Let us pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the ability to give. We thank you, Lord, for a powerful example of these wise men, how they worshiped you and followed you with their giving, God. So, God, let this offering and a, a sacrifice be pleasing to you, God. Let, let us, let, let us, we're saying, God, we recognize you as king. We, we, we want to worship you as our king, God. So may it be pleasing to you, God, this day in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Ushers, you are released.
Amen, amen, amen. At this time, we're going to release with the blessing of the Lord. It is custom here at Chapel of Change to extend your hand to receive the blessing. Also, we have some of our leaders and pastors up here. If you need additional prayer, they will be up after we bless out. If you need additional prayer, uh, please come forward. Let's receive the blessing of the Lord. In the name of the Father, who loved us with an endless love. In the name of the Son who died that we may live. In the name of the Holy Spirit that continues to teach us and guide us how to seek our King. May you go with the protection and the blessing of the Lord in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. God bless you.